They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. I'm here with my good friend, the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion from Blackpool, England, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Another two-man power trip? Yeah, I started to hold the cue card up for you. <laughs> you, having a hard, you were struggling over there. Yeah, it, it, sometimes I do. That's <laughs> hard to remember sometimes. Uh, before we get into the meat of the show, uh, just a couple quick things. First one, uh, RIP Jimmy Superfly Snooka uh, passed away. Obviously some controversy with him over the last year. Who knows what happened but I figured if WWE is mentioning it, we might as well, too. They are, they are so weird when it comes to that stuff. It is. But uh, a legend, mm-hmm. uh, the man who inspired Mick Foley to want to be a wrestler, uh, I assume countless others, uh, inspired probably a whole generation of wrestling fans with his performances at Madison Square Garden. So, you know, you will be missed. You will be remembered fondly by wrestling fans. Uh, Kurt Angle, the Olympic hero... I guess he and WWE are back on good terms. He will be inducted into the Hall of Fame, WrestleMania weekend. Um, were you expecting this this year? Um, I wasn't completely expecting it because the speculation was Angle wasn't taking any bookings past March 12th, mm-hmm. I believe. So I was like, yeah, maybe he'll come out the night after WrestleMania, but I didn't expect a Hall of Fame induction. You know, the Hall of Fame guys, they were in, they've been rumored around, and the rumored names were Regal, Christian, now they're saying Beth Phoenix. I know Rick Rude supposedly go, supposed to go in there finally. And I was like, okay, well, who's going to be the headliner? I, I, I thought maybe Daniel Bryan, but I thought it might have been a little too soon to throw Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan in there. Then ESPN broke it. Saying Kurt Angle's will be the Hall of Fame, the headliner Hall of Fame. Oh, this is this is awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've been waiting for this for a long time. It's been eleven, almost eleven years now that we've last seen Kurt Angle in a WWE ring. WWE ring, and we're trying to get this whole WrestleMania situated, WrestleMania thing situated mm-hmm. about going. And this makes me want to go even more. I know. I, I wouldn't be able to make Hall of Fame. I, we, I, we wouldn't get there in time. But I'll be really really, really interested in going there. But we wouldn't get there in time. I wouldn't be able to get there in time. Right. For, oh, for for that Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, because I probably wouldn't get. Off, I would get off work late and then the flight and all that. Yeah. But I would be really intrigued to go. But I'm more intrigued to go because I know Cardinal will be there. Even just hearing their names getting called out on the stage is a great Hall of Fame. And going to the Hall of Fame is a great moment. Yeah, uh, it was great to see him on both Raw and SmackDown this week. Not live, obviously, but the video packages they did. It was good to see some of those Kurt Angle memories. Uh, do we see him before WrestleMania? No. So you don't think we see him at all no. until that night? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he wants Stone Cold to be the one to induct him. Yeah, that was a good. That was a question I had. Like, who's going to induct him? Because. There were not many people that he was synonymous with mm-hmm. in WWE. Like he had, he he he. Kurt Angle was just amazing. It didn't matter yeah. who he was in there with. He would tear the house down with. And I was just wondering, like the only guy person that he kind of was connected to throughout his entire career in WWE was Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But I was like, huh, maybe I don't think. No, no, Stephanie would do it. And I was like, who else would it be? Chris Benoit's not going to do it. He can't do it no right. way. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, maybe Triple H. I was like, nah. And then he said Stone Cold. Like, okay, that, that would make some sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm just glad Cody's going to be in the whole thing because he deserves to be home. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's about time. 
I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to hearing him. Uh, I think it's going to be great. One more uh, question. Um, I just I just noted that Kurt Angle was just amazing in, mm-hmm. in every aspect. But um, what were some of your favorite matches in his opponents? Well, my favorite match is his match with HBK. Was it WrestleMania 21? 21? Okay, that's my favorite Angle match. Um, I I love the match. The WrestleMania it was a WrestleMania match with Lesnar as well. Nineteen. Um, favorite opponents? That's like impossible because I loved what he did with Shane. I love what he did with HBK. Um, hey, he was awesome his whole career. Yeah. Uh, I, it's kind of hard to just pick opponents. So you almost just have to start naming everybody. Benoit. Yeah, because Benoit was it for me. Because we reviewed um, Unforgiven 2002. We had a match with Benoit. And then I'm sure in a WrestleMania 17, he had a match with Benoit. It didn't matter. Anytime he fought, fought Benoit, mm-hmm. the matches were awesome. The stuff with Edgy Christian was yeah. incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everything he did was great. Yeah. So it's kind of even harder. How about you? Oh, well, basically, I just noted the Chris Benoit stuff. Every time these two fought, it was just amazing. I, go, I, I, talk, I talk a lot about the SmackDown 6 stuff for the first few months of SmackDown because I actually got SmackDown on the map because those six guys, Eddie, Chavo, Edge, Chris, and Ray, they were killing each other every week just to put SmackDown on the map at that point. You said the match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21, he, and you also said Lesnar, but he also had an Iron Man match with Brock Lesnar on an episode of SmackDown for the mm-hmm. world title, which was awesome. Another match with Michaels was an Iron Man match, 30-minute Iron Man match on, Raw, on an episode of Raw one time. That was great, but it doesn't really matter because Kurt Angle can go with anybody, and I don't, I can't recall Kurt Angle ever, ever having a bad match. No, that, that's the thing. Like you, you say matches or opponents, like, well, they were all good. Yeah. There's like no, there's really like no down point. Yeah. Other than like personal stuff he dealt with, really. But yeah. he was incredible, incredible performer, incredible talker. He was funny. He could be serious. He was an unbelievable athlete. He was a great technician. He was just awesome. Yeah, and his stuff with Samoa Joe. You said you didn't really watch TNA, nah, but in the, in the but in the early stage of TNA when England first got there, him and Samoa Joe were tearing up TNA. Mm-hmm. The stuff he did with the little cowboy hat. Oh, so good. <laughs> Classic. I was so glad he put that in the video. Me too. I laughed so hard when I saw that. Like, and he was so happy to have that hat. I know. Like, Austin and Triple H, I know, have talked about it. Uh, JR has talked about it. Uh, X Pac has talked about it. Almost anybody you've heard on a wrestling podcast has talked about Kurt Angle being the person who picked up how to be a pro wrestler like the fastest. Like, most guys that come from his background, the personality stuff is the stuff that's hard to learn, and he was just great at it. Yeah. He just naturally was great. And I don't even know if he was, like, a a great real-life personality guy. He just was so good mm-hmm. on the show. Like, he was incredible. Um, yeah, I'm happy for him, and I, I'm excited to see what they do when he does come back. Um, do you think he gets, like, a legitimate run in WWE? I can see him having a match or two, but other than that, other than that no, nothing much. But I do see him having at least having a, a match. I would love for him to have like an on-screen role, maybe at some point. I'm not sure how. I'm not how sure how far they'll go into that, but I'm sure he'll have at least one match. Yeah, well, I read that he said the perfect opponent for him to have a match with was AJ. Yeah, because they had good matches in TNA too, mm-hmm. and then AJ, he, he's younger than Kurt, and Kurt's still amazing, and AJ is probably the best in the world right now. So I would have, a, I know they would tear it up. Mm-hmm. And people are gonna, I mean, 
AJ obviously being the heel, it, it's perfect. Yeah. Like, because obviously everybody's going to cheer for Kurt Angle. There's nothing he can do. And I don't think there's anything he could do that could keep him from getting cheered at yeah. this point. Like, people are just going to be so happy to see him back. I just love the You Suck chants. <laughs> that was great, too. That was back. great. I miss those. Yeah. Um, last thing before we get into Raw. Uh, we're from Philadelphia. We try not to talk too much about local stuff because obviously not everybody listening is local. But there's a young man who plays for our local basketball team, the <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers, <laughs> who posted a picture of him jokingly strangling his teammate and posted, Triple H, I learned this from you, is WWE ready for the process? I'm, of course, speaking of... Joel Embiid, who nicknamed himself The Process. Um, <laughs> so good. Triple H got back to him and said, in order to be the game, you first have to go through the process, then voted for him for the NBA All-Star Game, which led Joel Embiid to be introduced at the next home game to Triple H's theme music. He spit the water. I'm sure anybody listening to this show has seen this or at least heard about it by now. Um... Yet another NBA player who has shown some wrestling fandom. We had LeBron over the summer, Kevin Love. Uh, now we have Joel Embiid, who is right in our backyard. So I reached out to him on Twitter. I told him if he ever wants to talk some wrestling, he's more than welcome to come on the show. I will extend the invitation uh, on our show. <laughs> Joel, the process, Embiid. JoJo, if you ever want to come on, you're always welcome. We'll come to you if we have to. Uh, if you listen to the show, tweet at Joel Embiid, message him on Facebook. Who cares? He probably will never come on, but I'm more than willing to put in the effort to get him there. Well, you got to trust the process, Ron. I do. And I do trust, <laughs> I've been trusted, trusting the process since 2013. I don't plan on stopping now. And Triple H, if we get JoJo to come on, you're more than welcome to join as well. Up to you. Your call. But Make my life. Yeah, there's always a seat open for you. Um... And Joel Embiid, arguably the best thing that's happened to Philadelphia sports in the last 20 years, if not my entire life. The kid is so funny. He's going to be unbelievable as long as he stays healthy. And who knows, maybe he'll be in the Shaq role 20 years from now, wrestling somebody at WrestleMania. Uh. Wrestling Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. <laughs> who knows? Um, but to Raw, unless you had anything you want to say about Joel Embiid and Triple H. He's awesome. <laughs> As a Lakers fan, are you appreciating Joel Embiid? Yeah. Basketball is different than football. I can't hate on basketball players the same way you hate on football because football right. is just like legitimate rivalry hate. Mm -hmm. Basketball, I appreciate everything, even as a Lakers fan. And the kid is just so funny. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, so we're all universal slash U.S. title. Still jumbled up together after all this time. Show opens with Roman Reigns, the former United States champion. We get Heyman. It. A lot happened in this opening segment. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot happened in the opening segment in a good way or a bad way? In a good way because it's, it's essentially the same old Raw mm -hmm. that we always get. But the parts that were involved were a little bit different because this is the first time we saw Brock and Roman in the ring together since WrestleMania 31. Mm -hmm. And the first time we've seen Brock in the ring with Seth since Battle Round 15 when Undertaker involved in, interfered in that um, world title match. Mm -hmm. 
So it's a little, a little it's a bit of a different aspect. You had Sami Zayn come out of, come out the crowd and jump Braun Strowman. So it's a little bit different aspect to Raw. I actually liked it because it was something different. Like this thing with Raw, give me something different. Don't give me the same thing that you've been giving me for the last two months. And it wasn't just empty talking. Yeah. There was like stakes to what was happening. The one thing I thought was weird, I thought it was weird that Seth, Seth and Roman are supposed to be friends now, but he brought up cashing in on him at WrestleMania. <laughs> um, I also, it will never get old to me how much Kevin Owens hates the idea of Chris Jericho winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's so good. Against each other. Like, Jericho loves it no, no matter what happens. We're still the Universal Champ. Not the Universal the United, United States yeah. Champion. And Kevin Owens wants no part of it. <laughs> I, I love the, the, the difference between the two. Um, yeah, Sami Zayn got involved because of Braun Strowman. Uh, Roman cleared house. He got F5. It was a lot ultimately ended up happening in that opening segment. Yeah, yeah, and they actually didn't make a match right away. We waited. You, you didn't get a, You got the match later in the night. Mm-hmm. They, they tell you what's going to happen. There was no Stephanie in that segment or anything. So it was the same thing, but a bit different. And that's what we that's what we want out of Raw. Something different. Yeah, and it was it was like a refreshing change. Yeah. Uh, also, mm-hmm. I must say, the U.S. title looks beautiful on the way to Doesn't Jericho. It? it just fits perfectly. It goes really well with the scarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the scarf makes the outfit. It does. <laughs> it always does. It makes the outfit. Um, main event, we got uh, Roman, Seth, and Rollins against Owens, Jericho, and Strowman. Uh, which led to a really weird locker room segment with Sami Zayn talking like he was from like the 1930s or something. Super fast. Uh, it was a very bizarre segment to me. He even tried to do like the shield, the three fists. They were not into it. Um, we got KO and Jericho trying to talk strategy with Strowman, which I thought actually was pretty funny. Owen's obviously trying to capitalize. Like, I think you should beat up Roman Reigns <laughs> bad enough that he's unable to compete for the next two weeks. <laughs> Just trying to make sure he's not there for the Rumble, and Jericho wants him to completely destroy Seth. Um, then we get a six-man tag with, I guess, the six top guys on Raw right now. I think no surprise that Zayn took the pin. Obviously, he was the guy out of the six. Yeah. Um, I thought the match was good, but I thought what happened after the match was better. Yeah. Uh, which was good. They actually made Kevin Owens look like the champion. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> that's like the NXT Kevin Owens. He's a badass. That's what we want. We don't want him. Like, it's okay to do the comedy stuff, but don't let that be your whole shtick. That wasn't Owens' whole shtick. Like, he could do it on the mic, but don't make him a, do comedic things. Yeah, like, you can let him be funny. You can let him get laughs. You can let him kind of be like... A smart ass that kind of you know busts people's chops or whatever, but he is still your champion. When when the time comes, let him look like the champion. Don't make him look like a joke. And finally, on Monday night, they allowed him to look that way. He power bombed, set or Roman through the the announce table. I really love that whole last you know fifteen minutes overall this yeah. week. Um, so you're in agreement with that. Yeah. I also got something to say about the Sami Zayn mm-hmm. thing. I laughed real hard because a lot of people on a lot of interviews, they always talk about how annoying Sami Zayn mm-hmm. really is. And he brought that to life. Yeah, he brought that to life. <laughs> I laughed so hard about that part. I just remember on Table for Three with Owens, um, 
I guess it was Samoa Joe. I don't remember who it was. Owens, Cesaro, and one of the other indie guys that they have. Wasn't Seth. Maybe it was Ambrose. Maybe, I think maybe it was Ambrose. And they were talking about, you know, imagine if we were eating this with Sammy. They go, oh, guys, aren't these green beans delicious? <laughs> oh, this, is, this pork is incredible. Like, just he loves everything. Yeah. Uh, that was... That was that to a T. I'm glad that you brought yeah. that up. <laughs> I got another thing. Um, they did a good job with Braun Strowman because they actually got the crowd to react to him and Lesnar going face to face. So they, they kudos to them for that. Another thing is they've done a good job on selling us on we don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble because right now you know at this time you can kind of like look ahead and see predict what's going to happen. We all knew it was going to be Triple H last year. We all knew it was going to be Roman the year before. Yeah. Um, maybe not everybody knew it was going to be Batista the year before that, but oh, they did. Once he, once he got once he got once they confirmed he's coming back, we knew it was Batista. But they did a good job because we only know we're getting three matches. We know we're getting Goldberg and Lesnar. We know Shaq and the Big Show, and we know we're going to get some somehow, some way Jericho and Owens are going to have their match. Mm-hmm. But they're doing a good job of actually blocking out of giving us a smoke screen of who's going to win the Royal Rumble match because. Honestly, I, I don't know who's going to win because it's like if Jericho wins, then he could face Owens for the Universal title. But I don't think they see they want, they have Kevin. O- I don't think they see in Kevin Owens is in the prominent spotlight to walk into WrestleMania as the champion. I but Jericho, completely agree with that. They haven't put him in a position to be that. Yeah, and Jericho yeah. and Owens, they 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 can go in there without the title, mm-hmm. without the Universal title or the US title. They can just have a match because whether whether or not Raw has been bad, those two interacting have been has been great. Yeah, they have the story. Yeah, and then also, you want to smack on on the SmackDown side. Maybe he's going to come out of SmackDown because that whole two out of three falls thing isn't going to happen anymore. Now we're getting an elimination chamber match. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Raw because after, after when that was announced, I was like, okay, maybe the, the Roman Reigns will come from Raw. But now now it's kind of up in the air because I could also see Roman beating Owens now since he dropped the U.S. title. And then if Owens if if Jericho didn't win the Rumble, how is Owens going to turn on Jericho? Right. So it's kind of like okay. So if Owens if Owens drops the title to Roman, Jericho's still in the shard case. So Jericho wasn't there. Owens gets his rematch and then turns on Jericho. That would make sense because where how is he going to turn on Jericho? So they've done a good job. And the whole thing with Seth Rollins, it's like if Roman's in the Universal Title match and Roman, he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Who's who is going to win? And so it's real, it's real up in the air because I can see the Undertaker winning too. But it's really up in the air. They did a good job of don't, throwing us off. And then another thing with AJ, we'll get to AJ too. But if AJ drops a title and they have Cena versus Taker, I might be a little upset because AJ's been killing it. Mm-hmm. And you're taking a title off him a month before to give it to essentially two part timers, basically, because they're saying because Cena's supposed to have a new movie, might be going again after Mania. So you kind of you kind of give it, you kind of would give AJ the CM Punk treatment. Yeah. I who who right now who do you think is the fav? Who's your favorite to win the Royal Rumble? Right now, I think the Undertaker, and then I had the Miz, but I also got a, a thing in the back of my mind, maybe Finn Balor. And it, and then another thing is like this whole Triple H Seth thing. It's like. Seth might be, be, may win the Royal Rumble. It's it's kind of, it's kind of up in the air. And you can do something crazy like Seth and Roman at WrestleMania for the Universal Title, and maybe Triple H screw him, screw him at the title again, and Roman can finally turn heel that we always want. But we know Triple H is going to wrestle WrestleMania mm-hmm. somehow, some way, because that's because 
Versus Triple H is just as important as the world title. Yeah. So, I don't know what we're going to do. Get, I'm really interested in watch, into, into this Royal Royal match that's going to happen next week. I'm very curious. Uh, for a couple weeks there, I thought it was going to be Strowman who won. Really? I, I did. Because I could see Taker and Strowman being the last two. I could see that. But I, I felt like they were very heavy-handedly like shoving Strowman to the front. After they had him just beat nobodies like James Ellsworth for weeks and weeks mm. and weeks, now they're just like throwing him at us, like him just destroying everything, everybody. Everybody's afraid of him. So I thought, like, I think they're gearing him up for that. And uh, there is some speculation about possibly being Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns in the main event at WrestleMania. I don't know that I see that happening. I still, the idea of putting The Undertaker in a championship match at WrestleMania, it doesn't still doesn't quite seem right to me just because I don't know what he has left in the tank. Um, but story-wise, star-wise, it makes sense because he's probably the biggest draw they could possibly put yeah, in that match. Yeah, because if you, let's say The Undertaker does face John Cena at WrestleMania... That would main event, whether title or not, because it might not be as good of a match as Taker versus Michaels, but just the mecca of the the magnitude of that match kind of overshadows all the other titles in yeah. all, the rest of your card. So that would have the main event. It might not be a, a, the better match, but I would think that would main event. Mm-hmm. Um, then I guess my other thing before we move on is, what do you think the likelihood of Roman being the Universal Champion coming out of the Royal Rumble is? I think it's higher than what it was before for me. I, I'm, I'm like 70-30 because how are you so going to... you think he's more likely to win? Yes, than because it's like we know we're going to get Owens Jericho but why is Owens going to turn on Jericho? And that's a valid reason. Jericho's in the shark cage. Owens is a heel so he could be a delusional heel. He could be like easy to say, you should have found a way down from the cage. Mm-hmm. Something silly as that. It wouldn't make any sense, but they'd just be silly being delusional heel. You're like, you're supposed to be my best friend. You're supposed to help me. This, that, and the third. So, well, Jericho started to turn on Owens because of the list. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Owens was like, you weren't here to help me. And that would be a way to turn Jer- I mean, Owens against Jericho. Mm-hmm. And Roman walks away with the title. Owens gets a rematch at Fastlane. And then he'll lose that rematch. Maybe you actually get, get a triple threat with, Ro- with Roman, Jericho, and Owens. And Roman wins that match. And then it's Jer- that's how Owens turns on Jericho there. Because you have to find a way for Owens to turn on Jericho. Jer- if Jericho won the World Rumble, he could turn on him too, that, too, do it too there. But the match doesn't have to be for the Universal title. And if you want to bring some legitimacy to the Universal title, you kind of, you, I would assume they would put it on their biggest superstar, on their biggest name. Yeah. The one thing I'll, I'll give them credit for is, for the last month, I've been almost completely bored with everything involving this story. And coming out of Monday night, I was actually, I enjoyed it, and I'm actually excited to see what's coming up. So they maybe this is a turning point. I guess we have to wait till next Monday to find out if it continues. Uh, women's division, Charlotte cuts a pretty scathing promo on Bailey calls her average you're nothing more than the average fan you guys all like her because she's just one of you she tries to embarrass Bailey by showing her pictures with wrestlers when she was younger and her poems that she wrote about wanting to become a wrestler 
And she says, you know, while you were doing that, I was winning state championships. Um, Bailey came out, and Charlotte immediately bailed out of the ring. And what did you think of Bailey's response to Charlotte? Bailey's no poet. <laughs> no, she's not. Eh, like, I, I kind of cringed because like I did hope like the whole my dad sacrificed all his all his money. He, even though he didn't have it, he made sure I, we we went to these wrestling events. I got the point of Charlotte's promo. It, it, it didn't. It was up and down for me. I'll put it that way. I got the point how Charlotte was saying how much better she is than Bailey. How how she won state championships and she's basically talking about how she's genetically superior and Bailey's just some fan some fangirl. I get I, I got the whole point, but it didn't really set well. The whole thing didn't set well with me. Didn't Alexa Bliss kind of do this right after Bailey beat Sasha because they made that whole big thing about. The, in the video package that they were doing, like, leading up to it, with them reading, you know, Sasha reading her little journal entry uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. And Bailey, same thing. And they showed their pictures when they were kids and how big of wrestling fans they were. And Alexa made fun of her for this very same thing. Now, it wasn't to the same extent, because obviously NXT, you're not getting the same production value. Mm-hmm. But to me, one of the things I didn't like about it was it's nothing new. Yeah. Like, and it's not something... To me, it was presented as if this is like a new discovery. Like, we know this already. Yeah. That, yeah, that's her character. We know. It's not... Why would she be embarrassed about something everybody's already very aware of? Yeah, and why would she be embarrassed about what we all are? Mm-hmm. But if you if you want to relive the, the origin of the story, get the WWE Network for 9 <laughs> <laughs> Yes, do that. Uh, I actually... We talked last week about how I said I never had to re-up it. I guess my credit card that it's on expired oh. in December. <laughs> and today, when I went to watch the end of uh, Royal Rumble 2002, which you guys will hear about on Monday when we release Throwback Madness, um, I went to log in and it told me you must be, you know, a member to log in. I was like, "What do you mean? I'm, I am a member." And I was like, "Oh wait, that card was up in December, so I actually had to renew, but I didn't get a free month." Of course. <laughs> Somehow Eric did, but I didn't. Um, I did get a pop when Bailey was pouring her heart out, and Charlotte said, charming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. There, parts of this were executed well. Yeah. And Charlotte trying to demean her, like that point was made very clear. And I, something you just said, which was, this is actually the part that I liked most about it, was Bailey bringing up her father. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I wasn't lucky enough to be born into a father who just had to have, make one phone call and I could be in WWE. But I did have a father who brought me to every event that came to the San Jose area. He found ways to buy tickets even when he didn't have any money to do so. Because this was Charlotte's big thing with Rick a few months ago. Was how he was never there. You know, you weren't a father to me. You're not my father now. And it kind of plays into something that Charlotte has already exhibited insecurities about. I don't know if that will play into the story at all, but I did like that because that's a, that's a weakness that the heel in the story has already shown that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing, mm-hmm. when I, I yelled at the TV during the segment <laughs> at one point. So when Bailey comes down, she was all business, then Charlotte powders, and Bailey just stops running. I'm like, look, Charlotte's wearing heels. You can catch her. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, she, and you just, like, you do the invisible wall thing. He's like, okay, Charlotte powders, and you just, like, hold yourself back from the ropes. 
Doing the whole invisible wall thing, like yeah, uh, that's something that it's weird. And WWE goes to such great lengths to make themselves not look like pro wrestling. Like they do everything in their power. Like they won't, they won't let you call it a belt. They don't call us the fans. They call us the WWE universe. Everything they do is to almost make you forget that this is pro wrestling you're watching. But then dumb stuff like that they keep in. Like, oh yeah, you once the heel runs out of the ring, the baby face can't chase them. They have to stand in the ring. Or two people have a microphone and the one person's talking and the other one's holding the microphone down, talking without the microphone. It's like those dumb things like that are like wrestling cliches they keep in there. I don't understand that. But everything else they try to make it seem like it's not wrestling. Um so you didn't like this segment? It was. It fell in the middle for me. There, there, were, there were good. There were good points, but there were bad points. Like Bailey reciting poetry. No, I don't need that. Yeah, it like called to mind some of the worst of Team Bad. Yeah. Like which we don't need any more of that in the women's. No. Uh, speaking of Team Bad, uh, we had former member Sasha Banks was doing her uh, evaluation for her <laughs> injured knee. Attacked by Nia, ba- Nia, Nia Banks. Nia Banks. Banks. Um, that I actually did like. Because one of the things I said when this first happened, when Sasha came back with Denise and Nia attacked her, it actually made you almost fear for Sasha. Like, she can't defend herself against Nia Jax, who, as they tell us, is not like most <laughs> Um she sneaks up on her. She attacks her bad knee. This has been a thing she's been doing for weeks. Um, we had Nia Jax with some guy. I don't know who that guy is. Should I know who that guy is? I don't know. I don't need. I don't feel any no. need to want to know. Who He'll that be going next week. Uh, well, Kevin Nolan's Jericho tells who he is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, Nia says she's a wannabe tough girl. She now knows the hype is over. I broke the boss. And now people are buzzing about the right woman. Is this going to end up better for Nia Jax or Sasha Banks? Or do you think this will be good for both of them, this this feud? Well, it's good for both of them because it's something new. But I think it's better for Nia Jax because we've seen Nia Jax off TV for every... We've seen her in and out of TV since the brand split ha- brand splits happened. And Sasha Banks already is, is already established. Nia Jax isn't really established on WWE roster. And Sasha Banks is, is basically wrestling hurt. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't take anything from, away from Sasha if she does lose this match, if they do have it. Do you think it'll be at the Rumble, or do you think they'll hold off? Well, the Rumble, I don't, I don't, has the Rumble been announced for four hours? I believe so, in a two-hour pre-show. Hmm. So not nearly enough wrestling that <laughs> No, of course not. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think it'll happen at the Rumble because um, just Sasha got attacked on Raw. I like the, I like how they use their, their social media platforms to do things like this mm-hmm. and actually show on, show on the show. I found a funny Niall Jax was at ring gear that early in the day. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all she wears. You do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a superhero. You only see yeah. her in that. Yeah. So um, I, I believe this will be a match of the Rumble. It would, it would make sense, and I think they'll get they'll, they'll get time for it. Uh, yeah. Um, I do. I do agree with what you said about Sasha having the injury, keeping her from, you know, a loss dragging her down at all. Um, and I think it's a good I mean she's leaving the women's title picture but she's in a feud with the most threatening woman on the roster 
Uh, so I think this will be good for her either way. Yeah, Nia's promo was good too. Mm-hmm. I think she's getting more comfortable for one. This goes back to what I always say: like they're not going to get better at it if you don't let them do it. Like if if Roman Reigns is not really good on the microphone, and you just make him read cue cards backstage, or you don't really let him talk, or you hold him back, he's never going to get better. I think they've let her do a little bit more in recent weeks, and she's starting to show a little bit of improvement. Um, I I would like to see I would have liked to have seen more from Sasha on Monday, obviously, but it makes sense. You know, she got taken out. Um, but you think, without a doubt, Nia wins this match? I don't think Nia wins because like Sasha's established. Sasha's already a three-time women's champion, so and she's wrestling. <coughs> She's kayfabe hurt, wrestling hurt, so it wouldn't take any, take anything away from her at all. How do you do? You see this being an extended feud or just like a couple, like a month or two? Because uh, if it doesn't last, I don't know what else but, one of them does. That's, that's, a, that's the thing. It's, it's WrestleMania season, so you know how you know how they are. Everybody has to be on the card, so you, may, you might get we might get a fatal four way WrestleMania. Who knows? So like maybe sharp maybe. Charlotte lose, Bailey Charlotte lose, cheats to beat Bailey. Bailey gets a rematch at, at Fast Lane, and then you get the fatal four way, or you get maybe, maybe Sasha Bailey and Charlotte and triple threat again at Fast Lane. So, something like that. But I do think we're going to end up getting a fatal four way because you know they throw everybody on the WrestleMania card now. Do you think that's more of a Vince thing or more of a Triple H thing? The throwing everybody on the WrestleMania card, I believe it's more of a Triple H thing. I that's what I think. I think him being talent much more recently and kind of still being talent. He's trying to throw everybody a bone. I do think they need to start getting away from that, though. Yeah. To me, you should be earning your place on the WrestleMania card, not just everybody's on it. Come on. Throw them all the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Yeah, everybody can get to be on the show that way. <laughs> uh, it was actually on the main show last year. Actually, it was towards the end of the show, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... I. I just think these six-man ladder matches, you don't need all that. It's too much. It takes away from the product. I don't. I just don't think they need to keep doing it. Hopefully they realize that uh, sooner rather than later. I don't want to see another six-man intercontinental tag team match. Well, you might get a six-man cruiserweight <laughs> yeah, championship. No, I have no doubt we're going to get that. It might be more than six. Yeah. I could see that we might get a cruiserweight battle royal. <laughs> like they might try to get every cruiserweight they have under contract yeah. on that show, and I don't think they're gonna have multiple cruiserweight matches. No. Or we might get a, a well, four-hour pre-show. On a four-hour pre-show, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not looking forward to that. Let's let's not talk about that. <laughs> we have six hours next Sunday to get through first. <sighs> um, Yikes. Raw tag division. This was good. Um... What the new champions for a brief moment? Yeah, this whole this whole segment. I like this. This was good. I thought it was good too. Uh, for a second, I thought, "Oh, we have new champions." I, I was actually like, "Why did they take the belts off Sheamus?" Oh uh, no! When that ref come, came down, I was, I was like, "They're gonna they're gonna take it from him." Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect it. Uh, maybe because I wasn't even completely paying attention at that moment. But um, are Gallows and Anderson going to be the next tag team champions? That's 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 tough because I don't think they would 
pull the plug. They spent all this time on Sheamus and Cesaro. I don't think they will pull the plug on them this quick. But they they did a good job with the club showing that they actually they actually made it look viable because mm-hmm. it's like they're, they're so mediocre. It's like one week, one one week they lose one week, they win one week, lose one week, and they do nothing. They they call you as a nerd, talk about how they're legends of Japan mm-hmm. and things like that. They don't they don't never really do anything relevant to the WWE. But they actually did a good job here making them actually look, actually look a formidable team, formidable. Opponent for the, for Cesaro and Sheamus, and he actually got a clean win out, clean win over him essentially. So now it's actually put it in people's minds that the club can beat Cesaro and Sheamus, and I'm sure this will be a tag match at the Rumble as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it will be too. Um, I am glad to see them treat Gallows and Anderson like a threat because they're supposed to be. When did they start? April. So it was that much after. AJ got there. Mm-hmm. It was that far. For some reason, I thought it was closer than that. Yeah, I mean, they just have basically those guys have gone to waste, except for the one month that the club was back together. Yeah, <laughs> when they were great, and that whole thing I thought was awesome. AJ brought the best out in the two of them. The three of them together were unbelievably formidable. And then AJ goes to SmackDown. They stay on Raw, and then they're immediately irrelevant. And then they're doing dumb segments every week. Uh, as doctors for a little while. <laughs> so bad. Um, the New Day being bothered by Titus again. <laughs> Humorous or stupid? New Day was good here this week. They, they, they were good. Titus had his moments. So I, what he called Biggie Thickums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm to call you, right? Thickums. <laughs> yeah. They had. They had Graves called him Thickums during the okay. match. Okay. <laughs> like they had their moments. New Day. Like they've been stale. It, they gotta do something with the New Day because you took the titles off them. They've been messing with Titus ever since they lost the tag team titles. Maybe in the Royal Rumble you actually show some dissension, actually tease them splitting up. Give us something new. Uh yeah, because. And that, this again goes back to one of my big problems with Raw, is if you don't have a story for somebody, don't put them on TV. <laughs> like just because, perfect case in point, the old day. <laughs> so bad. That set those guys back months. Yeah. Where nobody could take them seriously because they threw them out there to do something stupid. If you don't have anything for them to do, don't put them on TV. Or if you want them on TV figure out something for them to do. Like, this story, has this gone anywhere? It's basically no. just Titus having a match with one of them every week. And the Sean, ja- the Sean Jackson. Okay, that was good. <laughs> and this one, at least, the match was for Big E's Royal Rumble spot. Big E obviously retained his spot in the Royal Rumble. Aren't there, like, 20 more spots in the Royal yep. Rumble? Yeah, it's not like they're hard to come by. Um, do you even want to talk about Enzo and Cass and Rusev and Ginger Mahal? No. Now we've had enough of that? Yes. Because I have. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, cruiserweights? Mm. How are you feeling about the cruiser? Not good? Get Alicia Fox out the cruiserweight. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like it's happening anytime it's soon. It's not. Because uh, she was all over 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all night tonight. She was all over it, too. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't tonight. I guess that was last night. Um, well, we got Tony Nese for a brief second. Yeah. Versus Rich Swan. Rich Swan took another beating from Neville. Uh, says he's going to break Swan at the Rumble. Swan will kneel before him and uh, noticeably reading cards. <laughs> it was good, though. It was good, but I 
I just can't get past when I can tell a guy is reading. <laughs> I I don't know why they're so hung up on that. And th- like that that whole that interview guy, the new guy, we, we don't know who his name is. I haven't written down as some guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, we'll call him that. Some guy. Mm-hmm. First name some, last name guy. Some guy. <laughs> he asked Neville, "Why would you attack Rich Swan before a pay-per-view match? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to get the upper hand?" Right. Like, has he watched wrestling before? <laughs> because they typically, that's one of the big things that they put in all their job listing is like, be knowledgeable about the product. And <laughs> I think it's obvious why. Um, I do like what they're doing with Neville. I think that they're continuing to build this story with him and Swan. I like that they're going back to their roots with Neville kind of being a mentor to him. Now he's jealous of him for being in such a prominent position that he thinks he should be in. He has to win the Cruiserweight title, right? I would he assume. Can't, he can't not win it. Yeah, I would assume. Because like I said, you got you turn heel for a reason. Which is to win that title. Yeah. Um, you're happy with what they're doing with Neville. Yeah, I've been waiting for this for months. Do you have faith that they will do it justice? Yeah, because he's in the cruiserweight division, so he's like he's actually the biggest name in in, in, in the division. So I'm sure they'll actually put a, a, a lot behind him. And I, I just want him to actually go out there and be a top heel and actually bring some legitimacy to the cruiserweight division. And I hope they give him time on this card because I've been saying for weeks there has not been one great match to the level of the cruiserweight classic on the WWE main roster mm-hmm. since the cruiserweight division has come back. Uh, we had the Brian Kendrick and Cedric Alexander. Uh, Foxy and Cedric were broken up, I think. Uh, she helped him win the match, and he just, like, dipped out on her. Poor Brian Kendrick. Yeah. Uh, then Foxy was being interviewed by some guy, <laughs> and she went nuts, so we're getting crazy Alicia Fox back, I guess. Enough is enough, right? Sadly, Se- yeah. got her go. Yeah. Enough is enough, and in the words okay. of Owen Hart, it is time for a change. Yeah, get her out of the cruiserweight division. Uh, Davari and Lindsay Dorado with Jack Gallagher on commentary. I really enjoyed him and Aries on commentary. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so I good. thought that was a great segment. Um, told him what the black gloves are not gentlemanly. <laughs> um, I really did. Austin Aries, he, he's really good every week. He's good. Um watched a little bit of 205 Live before we recorded tonight, and he had a couple great lines in there. I think they said something about Cedric Alexander did something on one leg. He's like, well, I could have done it on no leg. Davari <laughs> <laughs> um, got the win. Is So I haven't watched enough 205 Live. Davari and Gallagher is still ongoing, correct? Yeah, because they had the, like, their um, I forfeit match. Who won match. the I forfeit match? I didn't look it up yet. Okay, so neither one of us has any idea. No. Um, do you think... I feel like they're being relatively restrained with Jack Gallagher for now. How much longer do you give it before Vince runs him into the ground? Does Vince even know what the Cruiserweight division is? I would assume he does, because I think he is the reason why Rich Swan ultimately won the title, because I think he realized people were getting behind Swan and his entrance. Uh-huh. And I think he's probably enamored with Gallagher because hmm. he's comedic. Until he has some needs needs some product placement, I give him that. that <laughs> so he's okay for now. Yeah, for now. 
Do you think he should stick with the umbrella? Yes. Okay, so do I. An umbrella in an arena. Yeah. <laughs> it is very gentlemanly. Yeah. <laughs> it is an extraordinarily gentlemanly to carry an umbrella inside a building. Um, Raw, like I said, the, the main event stuff I thought was way better this week than it's been. The tag stuff was good. I didn't think anything else was that great. It was okay. Raw was okay. Um... You want to move on to SmackDown, or you have anything else you want to discuss with Raw? You did better. Do you think they'll do better this coming week, or I hope so. You did better. Are you expecting a good go-home show? <sighs> Who knows with Raw? Do you think we'll get any crossover? No. Next week? No. I'm hoping not. No. Who knows with Raw? Because Raw is <sighs> Raw. Yeah, it is. Uh, SmackDown. We didn't get a shopping spree. I was so mad. I was like waiting, waiting, and then I got to a certain point. I was like, it's not happening. No, but they posted the picture on Instagram of them in Starbucks on the shopping spree. Mm-hmm. But they didn't give us me the. Sh- they didn't give me the shopping spree. Yeah, I don't get why we didn't. we were promised it. Yeah, I give SmackDown kudos every week for booking ahead, letting us know what to expect. But don't do it if you're not going to actually <laughs> put it on the show. And I know that's it's probably more of a nitpick because I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this show couldn't have cared less about the shopping spree. No, that was I, that was I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, shopping I spree. wanted to see it. Like, I thought it was going to be fun. Like I really wanted James Ellsworth from Carmella like in a men's warehouse or Macy's or Macy's. Me too. Going shopping. I always like an on. I shouldn't say always, but an on an on site on location segment is typically good. It gets you out of the arena. It gets you something different than what you're used to seeing all the time on the shows. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see, like, highlights of it next yeah, week. because they take the picture, so I'm hoping that we get the, at least a highlight next week. Or maybe they forgot about it. No. They, post, they posted the pictures. I saw the picture of them inside Starbucks talking about the shopping spree. But I was waiting for it because when the cage match came on, I was like, where's my shopping spree? Yeah, I want to see the Carmel's Worth shopping <laughs> spree. And there was another thing on SmackDown got me mad, but we'll get to that. Okay. Uh... Shane came out to start the show, his big announcement, which is that the WWE Championship will be defended at Elimination Chamber, to which AJ Styles took exception, and he threatened to go back to Japan because he doesn't want to fight in the Chamber. Cena came out, and AJ didn't even let him talk. (laughs) The Miz came out, and he basically said after Elimination Chamber, I'm going to be the double champ. I'm going to be doing more for both titles than anyone else ever has. AJ says that the last time they were in Memphis, he knocked his teeth out. I think it would be best for his career if he stayed out of the Elimination Chamber. And then The Miz said, in a country accent, before you were beating up John Cena. (laughs) so good. (laughs) In Japan, growing out your hair for next top soccer mom. I was beating John Cena on the biggest stage before it was cool, which I thought was a nice little touch from The Miz because he always does like to bring that up. Um, We got a lot of silly Cena here with him trying to instigate between AJ and The Miz. Um, AJ great as always. I thought The Miz was great. And it was not as much Cena as you would expect. No. Um... Which I thought was good. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the segment. And I, I have to say that I did laugh 
when he got behind the mids and said, oh, snap. <laughs> you going to let him talk to you that way about your wife? I thought it was funny. Um, Shane books a match. Miz versus AJ Styles with Cena on commentary. Um, I liked that AJ just ultimately went after Cena. Yeah. Like, he just can't wait to beat up John Cena. That's all he cares about. Um, the Miz sneaks up on Cena. Cena takes him out. Avoids a phenomenal forearm, and we get a, an AA on AJ. So, Cena looks strong. Do you think Cena looks strong again next week, or do you think AJ comes out on top leading into the pay-per-view? I don't think AJ gets on top next week, but this is my other problem with SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Why did she do this to Baron Corbin last week? It, it, it was the same situation. It was just switched around. AJ was on commentary last week. Cena was on commentary this week. Why couldn't you just do this with Baron Corbin or something similar? Because Baron, like the Miz, just lost the kind of title, so he's already legitimized. Protect, why don't you protect Baron Corbin instead of protecting the Miz? And just the way it ended, like you said last week, they could have ended the show a different way by having Cena's music playing. You could have did it just that exact way. Yeah, he gets to come out on top. Baron Corbin doesn't have to lose a match. I know uh, Joey and Eric both, I think, disagreed with the two of us. Yeah. We thought they did Baron Corbin a disservice. But it's it's not like it's something you don't normally do anyway. That's typically what happens. Yeah. I don't get why they all of a sudden waived that rule for that match. Yeah. Um, there should have been, even if, even if he lost, it should have just been a clean 1AA, boom, done. Uh, that That's how I feel. I know that's how you feel as well. Um so, I don't remember if you mentioned already, this may have actually been not recording, that AJ's going to take some, t- or Cena's going to take some more time away from WWE. Do, yeah, we know, do we know when that starts? No, I don't, but I know he got a movie. He got a movie, okay, yeah. so that's why. Do you think this puts a monkey wrench in the plans for him to win the title, or he's going to win the title and then just drop it before he leaves? I don't know, because like, like, like previously announced... Announced that it was supposed to be a, t- a virgin supposed to, a two be supposed to be two out of three falls match, but and now it's an elimination chamber match, so it's kind of up in the air. But we just I, I, we we talked about it earlier. I don't know how it's going to be with this WrestleMania card. It's, it's basically up in the air. You could have Cena take it for the title, but AJ's been so good, and you, if you take the title off him to put it on Cena to fight the Undertaker, basically two part times, you give him the CM Punk treatment. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm not sure where they go with this, because I would. I would think you would have AJ in the in the, in be the world champion heading to WrestleMania, killing it. But I don't even know who he would face. Uh, neither do I. Now I know earlier you said you were 70-30 that Roman's going to win the Universal Championship at the Rumble. What are your percentages on Cena winning the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble? I think AJ retains and Cena wins in the Chamber. Now, you're coming more to this conclusion. This past week, because I know before you thought for sure yeah. Cena was going to win it. Um, you think there's any chance he wins it, or you think they just decided against it? Well, I could see AJ probably getting disqualified in this ma- in that match at the Royal Rumble, but I do think AJ wins a title, re- well, retains a title at the Royal Rumble, and Cena wins it inside the Elimination Chamber. But other than that, I have no idea what this WrestleMania card is going to look like. Even if AJ still is the champion, who's AJ going to face? Right. We know Samoa Joe's on call because he's doing nothing in NXT. He hasn't even been seen <laughs> since those um, live specials in um Japan and Australia, so what we have no idea what's going to happen with that. No, you're right. I'm, I'm curious, but 
it's I'm on the fence about who I think is going to win, which I, it's always good. Like I don't like going into it typically knowing this is how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, Intercontinental Championship, Ambrose tells Shane he should be in the Elimination Chamber, but more so than anything, he wants Randy Orton tonight. He wants to get some retribution on the Wyatt family. Uh, Shane makes the match. We get more dissension with the Wyatt family. Ultimately, Ambrose gets the win because now Luke Harper took a suicide dive for Randy Orton, but then walked in the ring for no reason and interfered in the match and ended up costing Orton the match. We actually get Orton and Harper going at it. Bray breaks it up. He hits Luke Harper. Um, I still think it's they're just not telling the story the best way they can be. They're like, not. It's just a fluke, like, oh, Luke Harper. Yeah. Oh, silly Luke Harper messes up again. This is not. Yeah. You're not telling the story of Randy Orton kind of manipulating them or getting the better of Bray Wyatt. It just happens to be happening. Yeah. Um, they have a match next week where Bray says they'll do battle. One man will be standing, one won't be, but the Wyatts will be stronger than ever. Um,. Do they fall apart at the Royal Rumble, or do you think that this stays a thing a little bit longer? I think there'll be dissension in the Royal Rumble. I could see one. I could see one of the guys eliminating the other in the Royal Rumble match. But like you said, like they're not telling it completely right because like, this is the third week in a row. Harper accidentally, the keywords accidentally interferes and costs Orton the match. The third week in a row. But like you said, it's not. It's accidents. It's not like on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's accidents. And then after the match. Harper was shouting that it's his fault. He's doing this. He's doing this. But what's he doing? Or didn't do nothing. You cost him yeah, the he match. He was having a match. Exactly. He was yeah. having a match. <laughs> so it's like it's like the, the, the loopholes in this, and then the small detail. Orton just kind of smirking. It's like, yeah, yeah. But what's Orton doing? He's not doing it. He didn't do anything. Essentially, yeah, it's just falling into his lap. It's yeah. not anything he's actively doing to the two of them. Yeah, like, now, he's not necessarily driving the wedge between them. He, it's just happening. Yeah. Uh, and all and it's falling all on Harper's all, all on Harper. Now after the, now next week when they have the match, I assume Randy Orton wins and then you can start saying, "Oh, Orton's pl- starting playing stuff in Bray Wyatt's mind." Yeah. Cuz I could easily see that be that could that could easily be the story, but like all this stuff is just happening on accident. Yeah, it's just like silly Luke Harper. Yeah. Like I I just rolled my eyes cuz at first I was like, "Oh, cool, he took the suicide dive for Orton, like maybe they're getting on the same page." And then I blink, and then he's just in the ring for no reason. It's like, what is going on here? It's just so stupid. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I do think Orton wins that match next week. Uh, Again, I'll give SmackDown credit for hyping a match for next week on the show the week before. I think it's good. Um, do Do you think there's any way... That the two of them accidentally eliminate Bray from the Rumble. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, if anybody could see Luke eliminating Bray, that'll be the most the most interesting because because Bray Wyatt he's been good here because I've said for week for, for for since we first started the show like when Bray Wyatt he go out there he just he says nothing he just says big words and anytime we we had the um, review his promos. It's like, what the hell did he say? Mm-hmm. That's a common thing with him. He gave a short and sweet saying, 
bro- brothers got a, the two brothers were gonna fight and we're gonna be a stronger family because that's what you said she got. You get sometimes you just gotta fight it out as a family. Yeah, essentially. So Harper eliminated and Bray were kind of like fuel or his plans a little bit even more. Like, look, mm-hmm. we really can't trust Harper. Yeah, because now Bray has reason to not trust Harper. Yeah. Um, like, it's one thing if he gets it that, like, okay, Harper's jealous of Orton. Like, Harper was here first. He's jealous of Orton. It's another thing entirely if it's like, okay, he just cost me my chance to get a title shot at WrestleMania. Um, the women. First steel cage match for the women on SmackDown. What did you think of it? I liked it. It was really good. They gave it about 11 or 12 minutes. Um, I thought both of them performed pretty well. I thought both of them gave good promos throughout the night as yeah. well. Um, it actually made it feel important. Um, Alexa wins due to interference from La Luchadora, who is subsequently unmasked and revealed to be none other than Mickey James. So she's a heel. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about that part of it? Well, this the thing with Mickey James is it's like okay, we know she was coming back. That was that was the report she was that she was coming back. And my thing was even a few weeks ago I mentioned if it was Mickey James, I'm, I would wonder like why is she aligning herself with Alexa Bliss. Well, Mickey James now takes over that savvy veteran role from Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, I don't know what the thing's going to be with her and Alexa Bliss. And, but, I, but I'm going to trust SmackDown to tell me a good story with that. Yeah. I'm look, so I can't look, I'm, waiting, I'm looking forward more to next week to hear how that's going to turn out. Because they had an interview backstage in WWE.com, but nothing was really said. Alexa Bliss was backstage with Mickey James saying, and still you're SmackDown Women's Champion. She didn't really say anything. So I'm actually looking forward to what's going to happen between those two. Because it's really interesting. Because I really want to know, what does Mickey James have had to do with well is either one of them yeah <laughs> to do Alexa Bliss Becky Lynch is fine because she's the, she's a top baby face mm-hmm. but working with Alexa Bliss well aligning herself with Alexa Bliss is one thing to interview and just take out Becky Becky but actually being in the pocket and aligning herself with mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss is completely different yeah so two things one when La Luchadora showed up did you think she was going to be unmasked yeah because you could tell the, the, her mask was loose in the back you could see all her hair and two when she reached for the mask. Were you expecting it to be Mickey James? Yeah, after the chick kick. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just happy it wasn't Deanna Perrazzo. <laughs> yeah. Because I had said all along, like, ah, it's not going to be who's under the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. because like you said, it was probably somebody else under the mask those two, those three weeks prior, mm-hmm. and then I saw Deanna Perrazzo on Ring of Honor last week. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, it's not her. <laughs> uh, no, I thought this was a good match. Yeah, it was a good I, match. There's at least a story now to be told coming out of it. Um... And it moves it moves um Becky away from Alexa Bliss now mm-hmm. to Mickey James and now Alexa Bliss can move on to somebody else like I think we'll get to, are we getting the NXT today? I did watch it. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to that. So maybe Oscar gets up, comes up soon and faces Alexa Bliss because now it's like Alexa Bliss is kind of like Roman free right now. Yeah. Naomi's back on the road. She's not, she hasn't been back on TV yet. So this is inter- this is really interesting because all the women on SmackDown are actually doing something. Mm-hmm. You actually have feuds in, in a women's division. Yeah, more than one story. Yeah. Even even with one taken away, and yeah. there's still multiple women's stories on SmackDown. Uh, we had Nikki and Natty. Natty up in the crowd. <laughs> she goes to the merch stand and is very upset that 
Nikki has more merchandise. Well, Nikki has merchandise and she doesn't. Even my uncle has a shirt here. You know, it's very fitting because you, just like Brett, you two are going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, so good. Yeah. It, uh, then we got another brawl between the two of them. She, got, she tackled Natty through a table. They got separated a couple times. So this is turning into like a very heated feud. Um, another one that I assume will probably be on the Royal Rumble yeah. somewhere. Yeah. This has been, hasn't been announced yet. No, I'm sure it'll be there. Um, good escalation. Um, I liked, again, this was something different. They had a brawl in the ring and around the ring last week. They had a brawl in the concourse yeah. of the Bro- arena this week. Broke the week. table. Yeah, broke the table. So I, I like that they're actually putting some effort. It's not even that they're just doing the stories. They're actually putting effort into how they're presenting them. Yeah. Um, so, all in all, SmackDown Women's Division is doing a much better job than the Raw Women's Division. Of course. Division. Of course. Just go, just even going out to the to the, um, the merchandise stand, I was like, okay, why why don't we get why don't we ever get this on Raw? <laughs> what is this? Like, come on, be creative. Natty bad at talking, but she's getting her point across mm-hmm. clearly. There was something on that merch stand that I popped for. The American Alpha f- towels <laughs> the there. Towels <laughs> there now. So as soon as Gable doesn't have it anymore, they'll give it to us. Exactly. <laughs> I'll still buy one though. Yeah, I would too. Um, tag team division. Did anything happen with any of the tag teams? No. I don't think so. No. Even still, oh no, I guess Raw wins on the tag teams this week. Yeah. Because I was going to say, most weeks doing nothing would be better than what they've done on Raw, <laughs> but this is a rare week where nothing couldn't top what they did on Raw. We got a King's Court <laughs> in Memphis with Jerry the King Lawler, has Dolph Ziggler on as his guest. Um, I think I said last week I didn't like the whole thing with Ziggler not talking. It was like, oh, you're just kind of pouting and being a crybaby. I actually really like this segment this week. I did too. Um, I liked that he didn't want to talk. And I didn't like it at first. Something about the way he started talking. Yeah, I didn't like his cadence. I was like, oh. He was like, what is this? Yeah, I was like, this is so bad. But as soon as he said, I brought some footage myself, and he showed the elbow drops on King, he said, I was dropping elbow after elbow on your chest just minutes before you had a heart attack. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Was that accurate? Is that the yeah. night he had the heart attack? I believe I, I believe so, but I didn't really connect the mat, connect the dot saying that was against Doll. I just know he had a heart attack. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it either. I was like, oh wow, if that's true, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Um, and then he said, if you don't stop, basically, if you don't stop asking me questions, I'll finish what I started four years ago. And I was like, all right, <laughs> this is this is the Dolph Ziggler we've been hoping for pretty much since we started doing the show uh, a little over a year ago now. Um, and then King says, you know, I do have one more question. How does it feel to know that you'll always be a loser? And then he super kicked him. In the, tre- in the chest. Mm-hmm. And Perfect. JBL, yeah. And JBL tries to go in and make the save. Forgot how to get in he the falls ring. falls down. <laughs> um, I thought it was a good segment. It was. Um, I thought it was very promising for Ziggler. Um, he's one of those guys that has... While he's not universally loved, because uh, I know there's a lot of people that are find him annoying. At one point he was loved. Yeah, but he still has his segment of fans. But they put him in a position where he could legitimately start to get some heat now as a heel. Um, the one thing I didn't like was Atunga making 
pointing out that JBL fell. Yeah. Like, like, that's, my fr- that's my friend, I'll tell you. It was like, that's not the point of what they just... You're kind of taking away from what story they're telling right now. Just say something stupid. Like, yeah, get it. make fun of him off camera. <laughs> Every time I see Dolph Ziggler now, I just think about Alan Iris. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I see those not too about you. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I think I had pushed that out of my mind, and now I don't know if I'll be able to forget it again. Yeah, Dolph, you are not Allen Iverson. Never, never were, never will be. Um, who do you think he ends up? Do you think this continues with Apollo Cruz? I don't or know. Or do you think he moves on to something else? I don't know. I, I would, I would think he's gonna be in a limited chamber match. So I, I, I think I don't think they'll really connect him to anybody. I think he'll still have that thing with Apollo Cruz in the ne- next few weeks, leading up, lead up to um, to Elimination Chamber. But I do think he's gonna be in the Elimination Chamber match. I do too. I think that he belongs in there, especially if you're doing this. To me, that tells me that you're trying to make him significant. So put him in a significant spot. Yeah, because th- that card is gonna be a little bit weird because you got to fit six guys in this match and. SmackDown's roster is is is, is, is kind of limited, so I could I may see you you may see some guys that don't belong in there in that match. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, any other thoughts on SmackDown? I'm ready for next week. I, I, I want my uh, my shopping spree, <laughs> and I, I need my Mickey James Alexa Bliss answers because I'm really I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good show. Obviously, we have two go home shows for the Royal Rumble pay per view. So NXT, I finally watched it after what at least a month of not seeing it. You didn't miss nothing. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like anything's in any different of a place than where it was. No, because they did. When those, I stopped. No, because they did those um those tape shows from their UK tour and Japan tour. Yeah. Now I will say, I like Billy Kay and Peyton attacking Asuka outside the arena. Um. And I like that they're kind of announcing themselves as like we we're kind of we're here now, like we're a threat. They want a squash match against Macy Evans and Sarah Bridges. Oscar came out to try to get back at them, and she got beat down. And then Nikki Cross comes out and basically took out everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where did this lead to? What it's a triple threat match, fatal right? Four-way. A fatal four way between all four of them. Yeah, a takeover. Okay, that should be actually. This, this good. is interesting because. We, I've been saying, Oscar, I think she's smacked. She should be going to SmackDown. I really want her to go to SmackDown because she could be actually be protected and actually written properly. Mm-hmm. And Billy Kay and um, Payne Royce, they're saying that NXT Women's Title belongs to them. So are they the new Jericho and Owen? <laughs> <laughs> so the most obnoxious thing to me, like, why don't you guys just pin each other mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll be the NXT Women's Champion? Because Oscar doesn't have to be pinned to lose this match. Right. So, you guys want the title? Why don't you just pin each other? You say it's, it's yours. They're not going to do that. No, but it would make sense. It would make sense, but I don't think they'll do that. They'll just probably try to fight each other, mm-hmm. which will make which will be like, okay, you guys are saying this, this vision's ours, this title's ours. I think that'll be interesting, but I don't think they'll do it. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of those two. I really like Billy Kay's music. <laughs> um, I think it fits her character really well. Um, and I like the... I kind of like that they're kind of like they're being the mean girls of NXT. Like we haven't really seen that. Dana Brooke and Emma. Them, and then we had it for a hot minute with uh, Eva Marie and Nia Jax. 
Well, they weren't really mean girls. It in was the just... B- well, Sa- but all the women in, in the NXT Women's Division, Sasha and Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, Summer Rae did it. They've all done yeah. it. I, I like these two doing it, though. I think that they're they're actually both really funny. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that they're getting a chance to talk a little bit more. Um, I like Nikki Cross, too. I like I really like her unpredictability factor. Yeah, she's very uh, she's very different yeah. from everybody else. She's like unconventional. The uh, the missile drop kick I liked if that was even a missile. I don't know. It was a drop kick from the top rope. Um, and she even says like we're basically we're gonna take insanity's gonna take the NXT Women's Championship. Um, would you like to see them get involved in this match in some way or have them stay out of it? Stay out of it. Because I'm, I'm really interested in seeing this match because they said this is the easiest way to protect Asuka because if we don't get, if we do get her versus Ember Moon um, at WrestleMania weekend, you're going to have, have Asuka kind of lose. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you just kind of assume she would lose. Because believe it or not, it's almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly, it's almost a year she's been actually women's champion. So, listen, this is the perfect way to get the title off of her because she doesn't have to be pinned. And, yeah. she, and she can actually go that. Actually, that could be her, her point. I was never pinned in that match. She gets a rematch and put that whole Peyton Royce, Liv Mor- Peyton Royce and Billy Kay thing, they could have a two on one handicap match, maybe. But it's, the odds will still be against Asuka in that match. And she still been hasn't been pinned. So it's real interesting. It's real, you could do, you, there's a lot of ways you can go with this. Yeah, I mean, she's been undefeated for over a year. Yeah. Um, I'm really on the fence as to whether I see her losing the title or not because she can't be at NXT forever. Yeah, and this is the only way, and this is the easiest way to protect her because she's having to take a pinfall. So if she does lose the title, how long do you think before she's on the main roster? I would, I would think she call, she gets called up before WrestleMania if she drops the title. And so, do you think that would be the end of any hopes of seeing her with Ember Moon, or do you think that they would have her go down like? Sami Zayn has. I, I would think. Before. I would think that'll be the end. I did kind of want to see her in Ember Moon. I do. I, I do too. Is it like WrestleMania weekend, which we're planning? On, we're planning on going. Mm-hmm. So I'm like that's that was a marquee match. I was looking forward to when we first saw Ember Moon. But you have the fatal four way. This is the easiest way to have Oscar not take a pinfall loss. Yeah, I mean it makes sense, and you can't just keep doing multiple person matches. Yeah, like if you're going to do it, you might as well utilize it. While you can, not to mention, I don't think Oscar has to go out as the champion anyway. No, like I only. Well, you already said you think if she loses, she's going right up to SmackDown. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Do you think she'd have any trouble on Smack, like on the main roster? On Raw, yeah, but SmackDown no, because SmackDown will protect her. Because you because SmackDown's a short, shorter show, and just in Oscar, the thing with Oscar, she doesn't have to say much. But if she's on Raw, they would make her. Yeah. And it would be brutal to watch. Yeah. Who comes up first, Nakamura or Asuka? I'll say Asuka. Um, Speaking of Nakamura, he had an interview with Tom Phillips. Not really too eventful. He has a match with Bobby Roode, and Bobby Roode gave him his ticket from TakeOver Dallas. What was the significance of that, did they say? No, they didn't. It was just it was a mystery, but I, I just think it was because I think that was Bobby Roode's specific ticket because he was at Takeover Dallas yeah. last year. So I, 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 on this week's episode, they'll probably talk about how I watched you debut and 
some something like that. Just talk about how I was there when you debuted. Have they had much interaction? Well, no, not really, because Bobby Roode won that number one contender's fatal four way, and then after that, there were those those taping shows. And, and Samoa Joe, that he fought Joe, so Shinsuke Nakamura, he fought Joe on both of those episodes. Is there anything worth going back and watching from the last five weeks? Gargano Ciampa against TM61 and Nia Jax for Sasuke. Okay, that was in uh, Osaka? I believe so, yes. All right. Yeah, I, I do want to see that match, actually. Uh, we got more Elias Sampson for some reason. <laughs> uh, he was no better than I remembered. Nope. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas against the Maniac Oni Lorcan. Uh, what are they doing with Cien? I don't know. Like, he's a heel, but, like, I, I don't... It's not adding up to me. It's not. I feel like they've completely squandered that guy. Well, he wants to leave. So they should just let him leave. Because <laughs> they're not doing anything important with him. No. And it's... I almost feel like I don't know how you fix it. No. Like, because in the... um, On those live specials, they had him put the mask on, but he took it off. Hmm. He had the mask on for his entrance, and he took it off. So I'm like, Arthur, why don't you just keep the mask on the guy? It gives him, like, a, a story. It gives him a different yeah. character. Yeah, I don't get it. I was watching it, and I was... Okay, is 2017 the year of Andrade? Probably not. <laughs> like, I, I doubt it. Um, and then we had the main event, rematch, the revival against DIY. Good match. Another very good match, uh, DIY retain. The only unfortunate thing for them is their previous match was so good, there was nowhere really to yeah. go. <laughs> like, you kind of only could do a lesser version of the same thing, yeah. really. Um but an awesome match nonetheless. Are those guys still going to the cruiserweight division? Not now. I don't want them anywhere in the cruiserweight division. But I mean, is that over? Is that I don't know. I want I, if they come up, I want them in the tag team division. I don't need any. I don't need them anywhere near the cruiserweight division because they'll just get lost in a shuffle and get silenced. Put them in. Put them in the tag team division because ro- both shows actually need tag teams. Like like the revival, they can actually go to Raw. They will get crickets, but go to Raw and face a new day. Yeah. And knew they could put them over. So, I think the Revival would be in line to go up first. Yeah. I'm just thinking, what do they have in the tag team division? In NXT? Well, I know one, one of the guys... TM61. But one of the guys got hurt. They have the Authors of Pain. But one of the guys from TM61 got hurt. And they have Authors of Pain, they have DIY... I honestly think that's about it. You know, they got Sanity, but um, Damo is still teasing joining Sanity. I don't know. It's like if one of these tag teams leaves, it leaves it, like, empty. Yeah. Like, it's a barren wasteland of a tag team division. Um, That was really it, though, for NXT. Again, not a whole lot. I was glad that I watched it. I was glad I saw that match. I was glad I saw the women's segment to open the show. I'm going to make an honest attempt... To watch it from here on out because, well, especially next week because we're leading into TakeOver. But um, I'm hoping to see more improvement. Like I said, this was a better episode than what I had been watching the previous six weeks before I stopped watching. Um, Now, before we go, do we have any listener questions this week? Yes, we do. We have one from Derek McCauley. Okay. Miz has better hair than Eric. Discuss. 
Wow. All right. <laughs> huh. Wasn't a question, but it is a discussion. Eric cut his hair. So we he did. So I'm sad. You so, are sad. So by default, Miz wins. His coworker told him he looked stupid. Yeah. Um, I won't go so far as to tell him he looks stupid, but I will say in a, a battle for the hair, the Miz is right now the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, Miz wins. <laughs> Excellent suits. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> All right, this, this next question comes from Tyrell, the Roblox Miles. All right, Tyrell, thank you. He says, hey, yo. <laughs> Scott Hall? Yeah. <laughs> so we've been getting the same main events for over five months now, and really throughout the past two years now. And you have and you have WWE bringing back and relying on old stars like The Undertaker, Goldberg, Rock, HBK, Kurt Angle, allegedly, and Austin to generate buzz and interest in the product. And it got me to thinking outside of Cena and Brock that there really isn't anybody on the roster now that truly feels larger than life and screams bona fide mainstream superstar in my eyes. Do you guys agree or disagree? I could not agree more with that. I mean, I, for a long time when I was writing on TJR, that was a lot of what I was writing about. Was there not, there's nobody that's getting to that level. And I don't know if it's that we live in a different world now where there's so many options for entertainment that nobody catches on like that, or if it's that they're not, putting anyone in a position to get there. But I don't see anybody even close to that. No. I I, I, like, I agree. It couldn't have been written any better at all. They try to get these guys in the mainstream because, like, nowadays, I, did, um, did they make, like, daytime talk show appearances back in the day? Uh, a lot? I can could, I could remember, like, Stone Cold being on, like, like Regis and Kelly and okay. stuff like that. Not... Regular and they weren't hosting; they were just guests. Yeah, cause, yeah, because I know, I know, I know. Roman's been on the mm-hmm. the morning show, one of these morning shows, and Charlotte's been there too. Yeah, I think that the Today Show thing I think is newer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can remember like the Undertaker being on, like Regis, and I I, I can remember that happening. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it does happen more now. Yeah, but yeah, and also also a lot of na- nowadays. Even even casually, it's like, if you go outside, you see somebody wearing an Austin three sixteen shirt. But hey, you watch wrestling? Oh no, I just like Stone Cold. Even if you have, even if if you're wearing it, same same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing generates buzz. It's like you, Seth Rollins shirt. So it's like, who, who's he, who's he? Yeah, I'll get a reaction for an Austin shirt. I'll get a reaction for uh, an NWO shirt, uh, a DX shirt. Stuff that people remember from the nineties. Yeah. Or if I wear a Macho Man shirt or something like that from the 80s. But anything current, nothing. Yeah. Crickets, as you like to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, and I honestly, I don't really think they even like really try that hard. Because they, 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 they'll push Cena stuff, but I don't think they try real hard, honestly. It doesn't, it doesn't feel that way. Well, I think one of the big problems is just not enough people watch it. Like, back in the day... Between uh, Raw and Nitro, there were probably 10 million people watching wrestling every week, if not a little more some weeks. And now, you're lucky to hit 3 million for three hours on Monday night. There's just not as many people watching it now. Bro, so <laughs> so you're freaking telling me, bro, <laughs> that on Monday night, bro, that 10 freaking million people will watch a professional wrestling, bro? They were, once upon a time. 
Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since that many people watched. Yeah. But yeah, like a lot of the a lot of nights raw is under three million people. And I think some of it WWE is plays it so safe. They're not doing anything that breaks through. Like they might get a celebrity on that'll generate some attention. But they're not they're not telling stories that make people want to tune in. Like the only people left watching are the people who can't help themselves but to watch it, like idiots like us. <laughs> <laughs> like we're going to just keep watching it. Yeah. And but hope all's good on a Monday. Yeah, like they're, like they're not Mr. McGee over here, they're not doing anything to make him want to tune in. There's nothing they're doing that's that's moving the needle at all. So, yeah, Tyrell, great question. Like Alo said, couldn't have been worded any better. They're not making new stars, and I don't see who's there that they can make a star out of. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the women have more mainstream, mainstream appeal. Ah, Nikki Bella, the Bellas. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. That's the closest thing. That's the closest thing. All right, the next question is from Kyle Barber, the Beefcake, from the great state of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> what he asks, what do you think will happen in the future of Baron Corbin? Okay, well, in the distant future, I see him being a multiple-time world champion. Um, I think that they, they have a little too much invested in him. I think he's got a lot of potential. I don't know if he ever becomes like a quote-unquote big star, but he's definitely somebody that will hold a world championship, and he'll be one of those guys that is looked at as a threat all the time. Um, I don't... I think Baron Corbin will win a world title, but I think he'll kind of be, like, kind of in that Kane level. Like Yeah, that's exactly like, what I see. Yeah, like there, but not all the you're way quite there. You're a big, threatening guy, but yeah. you're never the guy. Yeah, I, I, can see, like, I can see him holding eight, the world title at, at some point. I'm not sure how many times, but I can't see him in that upper mid-card level hanging in the main event, but you could throw him in the main event. He's he's getting better, and he, they and he's he's put on good matches with the top stars, and that's where he will be in the upper mm-hmm. mid-card. But I do see him as a multiple-time Intercontinental Champion for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right, the next question is from the babyface Ronald Lloyd. <laughs> he he asks us, "Am I wrong? But can you see Miz as the future as a world? Am I wrong? But can you see Miz get another world title run?" You're not wrong. I can see it. I can see it too. I'll be surprised if he doesn't get one run. I can see it clearly. And honestly, no matter what anyone says about him, his 2016 for the most part earned him. A shot to do it again. Do I think he's going to be a huge draw as a champion? Probably not, but I think he's earned earned one last one, at least one more. Yeah, after that Intercontinental title run, he was he was excellent. I, I think he deserves it because he, he he's one of the two heels that gets legitimate heat and not get cheered between him and Charlotte. Yep, and that's what you need in wrestling. You need a bad guy. Yeah, you do. And he's been he's been perfect. I, I can't say enough about the Miz. Same. I should keep, I, if Eric was there, I would just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is another question from Don from the Lowdown Lloyd, no relation. Mm-hmm. He says, when the brand split is over and everyone is back together, do you think it'll, it'll, do you think it'll work to have like a secondary women's title? That is a really good question. Um... 
Hmm. Do you want to answer that first? Yeah. No, it wouldn't work because they can't. They they won't be able to book the division. They couldn't book a division properly then, and then they won't. They wouldn't book it properly whenever they do it. Whenever they if they whenever they do it again, and I, I say this all the time. They need no more titles because they can't book them properly already as it is. And you, and you think they need? To, they should have a. I don't like the brand split's perfect, but let's say they, when they do merge back, you're gonna have twelve women, and like, what are you gonna, like? What are you gonna name a secondary women's title? I could see a women's tag team title before I could see like TNA a women's did that. Secondary. TNA did that, but that didn't last long. Yeah, I think a tag title is more likely. But again, if you have twelve women, you're not gonna have that many tag teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. I like the spirit of the idea. I just don't know if it's executable. Yeah, like it, it gives something for all the women to do, but it's just like I know, like they like they'll have five out, like not even five. They have five hours of programming, and then you have these twelve women, and you and on on Raw, you don't have on a three hour show, you don't have enough time to put even put five women on television. Yeah. But on a two hour show, you can't. It, it wouldn't make sense. I don't trust them. They wouldn't book it properly. I say all the time, they need no more titles. I'm with you. And his second question is, what are some matches that can be made for WrestleMania that will be on the level of Wrestle Kingdom 11? Omega versus Okada. Okay, so I still haven't seen that yet. Um, have you? Yes. Have you seen saw the whole match? Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. I mean, the only thing that I could really say is, like, AJ Nakamura, maybe. Yeah. Um, how, how's the main event of last year's Wrestle Kingdom? Maybe, like... Seth and AJ, Seth and Nakamura, something along those lines. Yeah, but, like those. Yeah, but that, those those wouldn't happen at WrestleMania because they're in a branded. Right, but those like those are the the guys that you could see putting on that type. Like you're not going to get that type of match out of Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, or, no, or Owens and Jericho. Like that's just not going to happen. No. So those are the guys I could see. But what what do you think is the most likely to match that? I don't think any match could really top that unless it was AJ Nakamura, because I think Nakamura would go to SmackDown too, because he's also same, he's in the same boat as Oscar. He can easily get protected. Now, if they were unsupervised, but I know they will be supervised, it probably wouldn't happen. I know it wouldn't happen, but I would say Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn. Was that match that good, by the way? No selling, in in finishers. We'll put it that way. Like if, if like if you don't mind all that stuff, you'll like it. But it's like a lot of no selling and finishers. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll like it, but I'm not sure if, like things like that bother you. Yeah, I don't like that very much. Yeah, but I know that Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn match wouldn't happen. But none of the matches on the card that I, none of the matches on the card that will be on the card are going to top Wrestle Kingdom 11. Right. I, I don't think so because they, one, they won't be allowed to, and I don't think the matchups even the matchups are going to be. Well, the matchups are going to shake up to be on that kind of level of a match. Right. All right, we got another question from good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty. <laughs> this is interesting. Okay. Let me pull this up. Me and him argued again. But <laughs> he says, I really need you to think hard about this, please. Please rank these matches and events in order of WrestleMania importance. <laughs> okay. Triple H match, <laughs> Cena match, Taker match, Lesnar match, Rock telling 20-year-old penis jokes, <laughs> Austin drinking beer, world title match. 
Well, the world title match is not at the top. No. Um, the top two are definitely Taker and Triple H. Um, which I think is probably what he's getting at. Mm-hmm. Is that the Triple H match is overly important. Yeah, well, I was going to put Cena and Taker as one, one and two. And then kind of like 1A, 1B, because I think they're going to face each other still. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'll say it's the Triple H match and then the world title. And then Lesnar. Now, do you see that as a problem? Yeah, because your, your world title is supposed to be on your guy. And it's supposed to be the championship. So it's supposed to present it, present it at the forefront of, of your top show. And, that, and that's always been the problem. And... That's the, that's that's a problem not having it on your top guy because you ma- you make you're making your championship not feel important. I know part of what you and good friend of the show Joe Laverty argued about was Triple H, and how he did nothing for Roman Reigns, and he's doing nothing for Seth Rollins. But that wasn't his fault because they had nowhere else to go last year. Do you think it's his fault now with Seth Rollins? Yeah, because like because. Back in the archives, from <laughs> all the way back in September to now, I've been saying like Seth has been bringing this up sparingly once a month, and then all of a sudden he brought it up leading into Roadblock, and then he's forgot about it the last two weeks. It's like, what is going on? Like this guy screwed you. We haven't seen him. The the logic behind this is stupid because Stephanie Triple Stephanie she's like, I don't know why Triple H did it. You live with them. He's your husband. You know that. You don't just ask him. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so many logical loophole loopholes into this. It's like okay, and the video package at Roblox did the best job to make this make sense when it made no sense in general. Because you can't just can't just come out of nowhere three months later saying my road to Triple H goes through Jericho. I have to go through Owens. I have to win the Universal Titles. Like this makes no sense. Do you think this could end up on your list with Booker T or yes. CM Punk? Yes, but the thing is, Rollins is kind of a made guy, so he's been there already. Booker T at that Booker T at that time, actually Booker T in general, he wasn't even ever really at that top level. Like he was the world heavyweight champion on SmackDown, but he was never at that top level. Yeah. Now I say I'll give I'll always say I'll give you Booker T and Punk, but Vince never put Booker T over any any of his guys. Yeah, so I'll give you those two. But everybody else, I'll, I can easily defend, basically. Um, <coughs> yeah, I. Well, I talked about it last week. I think Seth is just stuck in a not prominent enough role. Yeah, because it's, it's basically holdover. And I don't know when that changes. Like, he should be a top, top guy on Raw, and he's just not. Yeah. He doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It's, he's just there. Like, he comes out, he gets a reaction, but he, mm-hmm. he's just basically he's there. He's lost a lot of steam. Yeah. And I, I said that. I'm like, it, I'm like, just because I love Triple H, he's my favorite, but I'm not going to say, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. I'm not, I'm not that kind of fan. If I don't right. like something, I'll say it. If it's mm-hmm. dumb, it's dumb. I'll, 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 say, I'll call <laughs> how it is. I'm not going to... I'm not going to protect it. If it's dumb, it's dumb. Right. I just know it's holdover to when it, whenever that whole Triple H thing happens. <laughs> uh, we have any other questions? Oh, no, that's it for tonight. That's everything. Uh, last thing I'll mention, this is not wrestling related, and I apologize to anyone who's tired of hearing me mention things about mixed martial arts. Actually, mixed martial arts made me think of good friend of the show, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Uh, no relation. No relation. How could um, I forget that? I don't know, but... After, did you know that after our award show, which he was part of, 
That night, he bought a Charlotte t-shirt. Did he? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he was not on Team Charlotte, it seemed, that night. And then he texted me sometime overnight that I just ordered a Charlotte t-shirt. <laughs> so I wanted to give a shout-out to Donovan. You know, you're a big man for buying the Charlotte t-shirt. He got the, if you're going to do it, do it with flair t-shirt. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think he said he got it for like seven bucks or oh. something. <laughs> so good for you. Yeah. Um, but yes, mixed martial arts. Uh, one of my heroes, BJ Penn, had a fight over the weekend. Uh, he got killed, as I kind of expected would happen, as he has in each of his last four fights. It's become kind of a joke how badly he's gotten beaten the last four times, but to anyone who's too young to remember BJ Penn in 2002 or 2004 or 2006, he was a trailblazer in an art form, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that most people didn't know about the time and most still don't. Uh, He was the first non-Brazilian to win the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu World Championships at the black belt level. He was a pioneer in... A sport that is still very misunderstood, mixed martial arts. He was a natural 155-pound man who won championships as a lightweight, 155 pounds, a welterweight, 170 pounds. He beat guys at 185 pounds. He fought guys to decisions at over 200 pounds. He's basically the very definition of what a fighter is. His mantra was just scrap. And that was what he did. He didn't care how big you were. If they offered him a fight with Brock Lesnar tomorrow, he would take it. Uh, He's not afraid of anybody. He didn't care if he lost. He has said before, he specifically was searching for guys who could beat him. That's how big of a heart this guy had. That I'm willing to fight the toughest guys because I don't want to fight anybody else. I want to fight bigger guys because it means nothing to me to beat anyone up smaller than me. So, BJ Penn, you are a legend. Uh... Hopefully your career goes down uh, the way that it should and you'll be remembered the way that you should. You're a Hall of Famer, deservedly so. The greatest lightweight of all time. Arguably the greatest fighter of all time. Anderson Silva says so himself. So, BJ, thank you for all the five hours and 24 minutes you spent in the octagon in your career. Uh, Thank you for holding on as long as you did. Thank you for being as tough as you were and taking a world record in the UFC, 1,034 significant strikes before anyone ever knocked you to the mat. And his last fight was the first time he was ever knocked down. So I hope this was it. I hope I don't see you ever step back in that octagon again. Uh, Again, thank you, and it was a pleasure watching you. So for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, the European champion, hailing from Blackpool, England, Alo Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.